This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Am I justified in being mad at glass animals? Why are you mad at them, though? Are you serious? They're a band that could play what venue? Something huge here. At least uptown. At least uptown. You know, I think in Kansas City, they might be able to move up to even Sprint Center if they cut off half the... The top portion? Yeah. But they're playing record bar. But it's their original tour. But still. And, yeah, they're doing that across the country. It's not like it's, they're just doing it here. I know, but still. But- we're Listen, the band can do their thing. They can put out their tickets. They can prep for the show, whatever. It's the radio station that's putting it on that gets all the guilt from all of the fans that are huge fans that can't go to the show. Because what is capacity at Record Bar? Like five people? Like seven. Seven. Yeah, seven. Somebody sent me a video of them crying because they couldn't get tickets. Crying. All I want to do is capture glass animals in a van and make them play somewhere. But I can't. I can't. And that's not happening, Buzz Family. I'm so sorry. It's not. You know, you could capture and kidnap them when they get here on Friday. If they were so adamant on playing their original tour, why can't they play the original tour and the next night have a venue that can appreciate more than five people? I think that's like... A double-nighter. That's a lot of work. Yeah, that is a lot of work. And I don't even want to put that much work on them at all. But still. <laughs> oh, you guys. And we're getting so close to the show. It's on Friday. Record bar. It's two days from now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, Jordan, you know what you could do? You could stand up in the VIP section of record bar and live stream it so other people can see <gasps> it. Is that legal? Probably not. Probably not. I'm just saying it's an option. Do you think that if I do that... I will get enough people watching it that maybe they'll give me my blue check mark. Oh my God. On Instagram? No, that's not it. No. Jordan Silver and Friends. 69 on 96.5 The Buzz. Christopher and I have parking spots next to each other here at the station. And yesterday we pulled up at exactly the same time. Mm-hmm. Just kind of made eyes with each other, made these stupid faces. That's how we always do that. And then get out of the car. And I was like, dude, could you imagine getting up this early for a job that you don't like? Mm. Sucks. That would be terrible. Right, but we're just like, I love this so much. I get to hang out with my friends, mm-hmm. get to listen to music, get to hang out with the Buzz family. Like, when people ask me, how do you wake up early? How do you wake up at 3 30 and do this every day? Even when you definitely don't have eight hours of sleep, I'm like, because I love it. Makes you feel, when, when you get excited to go in and do your work. You, the tire just instantly goes away. Yeah, it doesn't you, even feel like work. You got the adrenaline pumping in you. Yeah, and I've slowly become a morning person. Uh, what? Uh, what? Jordan. What? I never, ever thought this would happen. Uh, what are we talking about? Morning people? Oh, good. On the subject. Okay, yes. yes. <laughs> okay, yes. Just checking. My <laughs> wife and I... Never know with you. ...have become morning people, we have realized... Because on Saturdays, mm-hmm. when we no longer have anything to do for the day, as soon as that sun, sun cup's popping around about 5.30, 6 a.m., we're both wide awake. Ew. We can't even, we can't even sleep in anymore. Right. And because so by 10 a.m., the half the day is already over. That's the healthy way to do it is if you are waking up early during the week is to also do that during the weekend. For me, no, I'll binge sleep. I'll sleep until 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Absolutely. Right, because that's me. And I'll be mad if you wake me up before then. See, I haven't really acclimated to that yet, 
Um, I'm still not a morning person, but I'm also really not a night owl either. I just I just want to sleep all the time. I think, Stace, that's called depression. Oh, then, yeah. <laughs> Music, world, local, and unofficial holiday. We're digging deep into history. Because we're all a bunch of nerds. And bringing you on This Day in History with Jordan Silver and Friends. Kansas City, Kansas, 100 years ago is weird. Nothing good on there. So we're just moving straight to on this day in history that Chris is going to take over. Chris, what happened on this day a year ago? Mm-hmm. Keith Flint to the Prodigy found dead. When that happened, I realized that the band is so popular in the UK. Yeah. They were kind of like a, sure, here's Firestarter and Smack My Bitch Up. Chris, yes, <laughs> these are two songs that are very famous. As made famous by the Prodigy. Mm-hmm. When I played them last night, I did recognize them. Which oh, one? That's good. Firestarter. Oh, good. Not smack my bitch up. No. Okay, what? good. That's the better of the two. Oh, check that one out. Anyway, but the uh, when this happened, for an entire year, there was a news story about it in any of the UK music papers. So, I guess they were much bigger in the UK mm-hmm. than here. On this day in 1994, Kurt, Kurt Cobain spends 20 hours in a coma. After overdosing on Rohypnol, here's him explaining why he needed it in the first place. Waking up starving, forcing myself to eat, you know, barfing it back up. It's like, you know, just just imagine trying to eat your three meals a day and just just concentrating and just crying at times. Just like, ugh, I'm in pain all the time, you know. Yeah, he had always had belly problems. Oh, upset tummy? Yeah. Diarrhea. Nope. Not the Pepto song? Nah. Continue. On this day in 1993, one of the best days ever, the Spice Girls were formed. That's right. There was something in the paper for people to come to, I think it was like a mall, and try out to be in this girl group that ends up being the Spice Girls. This day and whatever day NSYNC was formed was two of the best days in music history. I can't believe that, that you like the Spice Girls. I thought you were going to give me crap for putting this on this day in history. Spice Girls, Spice World, was my very first CD ever purchased. The Spice World movie? Yes. Oh, amazing top 10 probably movies ever. Can you tell me the premise of it? Oh. Where they have, they're in the bus and they have to go, they get to see an alien and they have to go yep, do something. Yep. <laughs> you know, top 10 movies in my lifetime. What's the premise? I have no idea. I don't know. Spice they, Girls are in it. They sing once in a while, I think, and then I, they dance once. Jerry Hallowell, she actually missed the initial audition after thousands of girls tried out. She just called them up. She said, hey, I missed it. Can I come down? They're like, well, we're down to the final 12, but sure. Oh, wow. So we might not have had a ginger spice? Yeah, she's my favorite. Ooh. Stay sporty was my favorite. Mm. And you never grew up to be a lesbian? No, no, no. Interesting. Weird, that right? is a very... In- I think there's still time. Okay. Scary yeah. was mine. Oh. Mm-hmm. Fitting? No. Really? I mean, kind of. I, well, I, mean, I was Oh, no, no, no. Posh Spice. Was I was going like, to say, Posh that, is more up your, po- up your alley. Posh is the one I was attracted to. <laughs> On this day in 1966. What What are you laughing at? John Lennon says, we the Beatles are more popular than Jesus. Here's him explaining exactly kind of what he meant. I just said they are having more more influence on kids and things than anything else, including Jesus. But I said it in that way, which is the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not saying that we're better or greater or comparing us with Jesus Christ as a person. You know, I just said what I said and it was wrong or was taken wrong, and now it's all this. You you had like the last three words. Um, that I watched the Beatles anthology like yearly, love them, but yeah, he got in a lot of trouble for that, and all these radio stations stopped playing their music. Um, the Vatican did respond to that comment. What'd they say? Chris, what year did John Lennon say that? 1966. The Vatican responded in 2008. (laughs) No lie, look it up, look it up. They said, quote, the remark which triggered a deep indignation, mainly in the United States after many years, sounds only like a boast from a young working class Englishman faced with unexpected success. 
How Ooh. nice of them. Obviously, the Vatican rocks the Beatles. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> why would the Vatican say that? <laughs> On this day in 1950, Cinderella is released. The trailer for that. Using all the magic at his command, Walt Disney brings you his wondrous all-cartoon feature, Cinderella. Sparkling with pure enchantment, filled with lasting enjoyment, and overflowing with unforgettable entertainment. That movie um, portrayed mice as being helpful and really misled a lot of people. All they do is just poop and eat stuff. It's rude. Ah, oh, this day in nineteen forty-five. Princess Elizabeth <clears throat> served her country as a taxi driver. Yes, Princess Elizabeth. This is my, the Queen is a badass. Back in the forties, before she was the Queen, she worked a, in the army fixing cars. The Queen fixing cars. The That's Queen awesome. is this still the same Queen? Yes, is she still the same? Thousand years old? Yes, like she is. Ninety-five ish. She has led a life. She probably can still fix a car. Oh, absolutely. But but can you imagine the most popular person in your country fixing a car? Because it's the wartime, and that's what you're supposed to do back then. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Miss B and Queen Elizabeth are the same age. Oh, my God. Did yes. we, are, are they the same person? Oh, God, no. Everybody already <laughs> thinks that she's part of the Manson family and all this stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. think the queen was part of the Manson family. What? Probably not. That's yeah, true. Maybe it's in her biography. Never mind. Mm. On this day in 1933, FDR is inaugurated and gives this famous speech. I am certain that on this day, my fellow Americans expect that on my induction into the presidency, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is... And coronavirus. <laughs> All this taken local history <clears throat> in 1929. <laughs> Goodbye, Chris's voice. <laughs> Charles Curtis from Kansas becomes the first Native American vice president under Herbert Hoover. I realize that I know nothing about VPs. I barely know things about presidents. Do you know any of the VPs? Oh, I'm starting a list because you know how I know all the presidents. Yes. I'm doing the president's wives and the vice presidents. Oh, I can't wait. Tell me when you're good with that because then we're going to quiz you and give out tickets. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Love quizzes. On this day in 1928, the Bunyan Run starts. So that was a race by foot, as you can tell by the quirky name that it was given in the 1920s mm -hmm. uh, from Los Angeles to Madison Square Garden. 3,423 miles on foot. Jeez. Won by a dude named Andy Payne, P-A-Y-N-E, which is probably what his bunions felt. Yep. <laughs> uh, at five, 537 hours, four minutes, and four seconds to go from L.A. walking or running, whatever, on foot from L.A. Hold to... On, say that number again. Hours? Yeah. The hours? Five, 500... 73 hours, Holy four minutes. Holy hell, I'd rather die. Four seconds. Yeah, me too. Why would you do that? I don't even want to drive across the country. Ugh. Fly me or forget it. <laughs> even then, it's like, oh, it's a three-hour flight, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> On this day in 1927, Babe Ruth becomes the highest paid player in the baseball at 70 <laughs> in the baseball. <laughs> 70000 per season, which would be about a million bucks today. So I looked, uh, I looked up what the... What the average, well, what the most, the highest paid player makes per year now. Mm -hmm. I'm not giving anyone that number that is up right now and working their asses off to pay your bills because you will get sick and want to die. Do you have the name? Steven Strasburg. Who does he play for? The Washington Nationals. Oh, isn't this like a $450 million contract or something? Yes, but per year, $38 million. To throw a ball! To throw a ball! See, I didn't want to do this. Look at the bus family out there going, oh, I got to go be a nurse and clean up people's poop and stuff. What about when Patrick uh, surpasses that? That'll be fine. Well, the, the, the well, that's not even the, uh, the highest paid sports player living right now, sports player, is a soccer player who makes... 115 a year. My goodness. What Million. Do you, how do you not feel like a horrible person just with that money? And is it well, when you're swimming in your giant bank of money? 
like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, you're Scrooge McDucking uh, it. That's I have it. to give it all away. On this day in 1922, the first vampire film, Nosferatu, premieres. And that was actually the first choice for my daughter for her name. <laughs> I really kind of wish You I... wanted to name your daughter Nosferatu? Yes. This, I kind of remember this now. Yeah, I've, this has been documented. I've talked about this before. It's Dracula. Dracula. But the first name from uh, Bram Stoker. She would Stokers. be the only Nosferatu probably in the world. I, mm, going for that second child. Name your second <laughs> child Nosferatu. On this day in 1908, mm, in a terrible turn of events, New York City <laughs> schools banned whipping students for punishment. So you're for whipping students? Absolutely. Oh. Well, guess what? There uh. are currently 19 states in which... Hitting students is not illegal. Is Missouri one of them? And Kansas is the other one. I knew we'd be on that list. Was not considered, quote, cruel and unusual punishment from the Eighth Amendment. I know some kids, and I get it. I know. I got. You know how many teachers are driving (laughs) driving to school right now going, oh, I did not know that. I did not know that I could hit these children. (laughs) Awful. No, you cannot hit anybody. We have domestic violence people coming in it. Oh, crap. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) On this day in local history in 1849, Missouri Senator David Atchison becomes president for a day because the inaugural day is supposed to be March 4th, but it was a Sunday. So the president was like, no, I'm not going to become president until tomorrow. So he was in the line for secession and was president for a day. That's right. He was president of the Senate. And there was no VP or president so boom he got lifted up and was the president for one day one sunday he said it was the most honestest administration in the history of america is that a quote <laughs> that is an actual quote from him you can look that up sounds honestest like a, it's a, sounds like a quote from another president it's actually on a <laughs> government site so you know you can trust trust it, it. Uh-huh. <sighs> chris what are the unofficial holidays today let's get out of this it's grammar day we need oh, really? to <laughs> march 4th to speak no. well it was founded in 2008 by the founder of the Society for the Promotion of Good Grammar. I bet they're a pain in the ass. Oh, dear. You know those people that are just, gotta fix your your. Your. It's also scrapbooking day. Mm-hmm. 500 years ago and so, people didn't have the internet, obviously. So yeah. they would just have one book and collect all the information that they could know and put it into a commonplace book that they had. Right, which probably ends up being something incredibly valuable. It's the mm-hmm. story of them, you know? And then when they die, it just gets sent to Goodwill or burned. <laughs> Am I wrong? You're not wrong. I have scrapbooks. I know that's exactly what y'all are going to do when I pass on. I'm I have set a huge fire. appreciate when unofficial holidays have something to do with the actual day of the day. Mm-hmm. And again, it is March 4th. So we are going to March 4th for Marching Band Day. I'm not clapping. You never know when that info will come in handy. Like maybe for your pub quiz night. That was On This Day in History with Jordan Silver and Friends on the bus. There is just not enough Jordan Silver on my Instagram feed. I swear. I saw you. It wasn't even even yours. You were on Casey Pet Project. Yeah. Why did they post a picture of you? Oh, whoa. Don't sound so mad. I didn't want to talk about this. This is... A nice thing that I did. What did you do? So yesterday, I'm sitting on my couch with no bra on, because that's how I sit on my couch. Business as usual. Yes, business as usual. Business cash. Uh, And I get a DM from a woman that says something like, you know, this might be weird, but my husband refuses to get a cat for the family. There's one that we've fallen in love with from the KC Pet Project, and, you know, you and I have talked about this cat under the photo my husband will not let us get a cat unless you pay the adoption fee whoa what that's a good strategy wait he wait just wait. asked you to pay for the fee well eh, it's fine wait did you do it yes of course what what what, is what can i submit you my phone bill no no hold on hold on no no hold on I, you're I have... paying bills no i'm not mm. So we went to Casey Pet Project, and then the kitty that they wanted wasn't good with children, so we went to another one and found one that was very good with children, and it made their life happy. What? And, and you know what? You can write it off. <laughs> they gave me the receipt. You know, you know what's weird? Having a receipt for a cat. <laughs> it's a <laughs> transaction. Yes. Yeah, yes. Isn't that weird? Hi, this is a cat, and um, here's your receipt, and you can write this off next year. Uh, that's not why I did it. 
I did it to make that family happy, and the kids were so cute and like super excited. And uh, they um they named it Millie Silver. Stop. Mm-hmm. The kids did. All right, look. I'm glad that you did that, and that's very nice, and I'm very happy for the family. But um, a little pissed off because I had to pay for the adoption fees for Jerry. Yeah, this was this was you, charity. I was doing you, it for charity. To help, I was helping a cat get out from like the pound or whatever. Uh, exact same situation with Jerry. Yet I didn't see you forking over any cash for him. The, you didn't ask me. Oh God, no! Wait, hold on a second. Before oh, the, reimburse her. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Um, no. And and by the way, also this is not a Derek Natty situation where I have all the money in the world, like a Chiefs player, to do this for everyone. It was just one one-off thing. I didn't even want to talk about it on the radio because I don't want... Well, you guys... it would make my family very happy if you'd pay March's mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Silver and Friends News on 96.5 The Buzz. Chris, you're our newsboy. Tell us what's going on. Youngblood mm-hmm. has teased a version Another version of the song of I Think I'm Okay. Okay. He posted on his Instagram that a sad version is coming soon. Here's a little snippet of that. Okay, who's talking over that? I don't know. And also, isn't that original version sad? (laughs) Yes, yes it is. <laughs> All right, what else is going on in these? They're going to make some changes to I-35. No, the, <laughs> no. At the 75th Street Bridge. Oh, so you, okay. That shouldn't bother you it at all. It doesn't at all. That's Overland Park? Yeah, they're going Sorry, to guys. add an additional lane because the bottleneck at 75th is horrid. Oh, this is good then. Yeah, they're going to start in mid-March, so in a couple weeks, and it should be completed in November. Of what year? This year. <laughs> yeah, this right. Year. Come on, man. <laughs> they claim it should like be. 50 years from now. Shut it all down. Anyway. Oh, the Casey Auto Show starts today at 5 p.m. Didn't you just go to that? No, that was a different one. That was the World of Wheels. Okay, this is the Casey Auto Show. Just checking. Starts at 5 p.m. today, goes through Sunday. I'm going tomorrow. What are you doing tomorrow, Jordan? Not going. Are we sponsoring them? Because <sighs> I will. Tom- I, are we? I don't know. Okay, what's at the um, Casey Auto Show? Way to make it awkward and live radio. All the, all the brand new cars from the manufacturer you can go in and see and look at and touch and feel the cars I without wouldn't... having to worry about the salesman come up and be like, hey, what's your monthly payment that you can do? Yeah, because this is where people that can't afford those cars go to look at them. Yep. And you might be able to, uh, you can test drive too. If you go, you can sign up and they'll have a certain selection of cars to test drive with no nosy salesman. I'm going Sunday. You can test drive a Toyota. Pretty excited about that. <laughs> what else is going on? Uh, Fitz and the Tantrums are tonight at the Uptown. There are literally like six tickets left. So if you want them, you need to scramble. They're tonight at the Uptown Theater. All right. You want me to hit this button now? Please do. Okay. <laughs> Jordan Silver on the bus. Well, coming up at 820, it's going to be a serious conversation. I have uh, people from Safe Home, KC, and Friends of Yates, KC. Those are shelters and resources for local domestic violence. This is going to spawn off of uh, what happened a couple weeks ago to my friend's therapist in L.A. that she was, her ex stalked her and killed her. And I wanted to have a serious conversation about this because when I mentioned anything about that on my Instagram story, I got a bunch of messages from people that have been in the victim part of that situation. And some of the stories that they were telling me and, and the laws to protect them are so awful and not protective at all that I wanted to have a serious conversation about that. So I... Also said that we could let you guys pick a topic because I'm going to be so serious in the 820 that you guys could pick anything that you want to talk about right here at the 705 spot. And you guys picked bathrooms, rules and etiquette of the bathroom. Okay. All right. That's what they picked, Buzz family. So that's what we're going to talk about. All right. This is Chris and Stacy. Go ahead. Talk talk about whatever this is. <laughs> so for the girls, now I, I did this based on mostly what I prefer, but I think we can all agree as ladies. Um, these are pretty good. So first off, please. Fl- what? Sorry. When you're in the bathroom. Yeah. These are, these are 
unofficial rules yeah. for being in the bathroom? So when you walk in, there's unspoken etiquette, right? Yeah. And you need to follow as a normal human person. Right. And these are five of them. Yes. And we were wondering if the girls and the boys have different. Yeah. We each have rules. five rules. Mm-hmm. So I think we can all agree that these are pretty good. Okay. Give At us- least good ones to start with. All so right. if you're a girl, you're going to the girl bathroom. Flush the toilet. Simple, right? Why is that a problem? It is, though. Oh, it is. Uh, help out your neighbor if they're asking for toilet paper. Mm. Sometimes you don't. You forget to check. Yeah, don't, that is, yeah you do want to help out a sister out in that situation. You don't want to drip dry. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. What that That's is. what it's called. That's you don't? I feel like you guys do that. <laughs> That's what you do. Anyway. Oh, anyway. Okay. I thought it was yeah. specific for the girls. No. Continue. All right. Um, also, help out your neighbor if they're asking for Aunt Flo materials. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you forget. Sometimes it happens and you're not ready for it. You are never ready sometimes. You're just like, <laughs> damn it, why did I wear these white pants? Continue. Ugh. Girls rules, unspoken girls rules for the bathroom. Stacy's got the girls. If a, girl's clo- if, if a girl is done, she's washing her hands and her clothes or something is tucked into her underwear mm-hmm. or caught under the bra, whatever is happening, please let her know. That mm-hmm. happened to me. My dress was tucked into my thong <laughs> at a wedding. What couldn't it have happened here? Oh, so please let them know. <laughs> like your, a whole dress was tagged in, well, was tucked, tucked enough, into your thong enough to where my butt was showing, and no one told me. <laughs> How until did you like, not feel that? I don't know. Okay. It wasn't until like fifteen minutes later, someone comes up, and is like, um, do you know your uh, dress is tucked in? I'm like, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> All right, and the last, and to me, the most important, honestly. Rules for girls in the bathroom, unspoken rules. If you walk in and you hear someone crying or you see someone crying, please let them cry. You are not their therapist. That's where you go to cry. If I'm in there and I'm crying, the last thing I want is someone to, are you okay? Clearly I'm not. (laughs) Please walk away and go to the bathroom. I might apologize for asking this question. (laughs) How often do girls... All the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. 50% of the time, we're in there to use the restroom. 50% we're in there to cry because we're not making as much money as the men. And there's a lot of other reasons, too. And we're stressed and sad and... Or we've probably been sexually harassed. Or we're, you know, honestly, Aunt Flo came to town and we weren't ready. Right. Or we're deciding that that's a private place to have a conversation with our current partner about breaking up. Hmm. Yeah. That's stuff that goes on in the girls' room. I... I, compl- I Approve of that list. Thank you. This one I don't know anything about. Uh-uh. Five unspoken rules for the boys' bathroom, Chris. Yeah, your guys's have a lot of compassion for your fellow bathroom user. Of course. Because on our list, uh, do uh, our list is full of do nots for what you do in the bathroom. Okay, boys' bathroom list. Don't ever <laughs> jiggle the handle of a locked bathroom door if it's locked, don't ever jiggle because with the other person who is sitting there fully prepared to evacuate his innards is in the most vulnerable position. And when he feels that little of the door, just blood drains out of you. So just d- don't. Don't jiggle. The jiggle. Handle. Okay. Wow. All right. Door keep handle. going. What is another unspoken rule for the boys bathroom, Chris? This one's, uh, I think, more commonly known. Don't use the urinal. If there's more than two, don't use next to someone. You just don't. There's always a buffer. If there's two urinals, you just go, don't go next to each other. Ah, does that happen a lot? People are just like... Oh, yeah. If you look into the men's bathroom... I will, don't. <laughs> you, I don't want you to. Will, if you, the one where they had the long ones, you will see where there is every other one has dirty footsteps and clean, so you can see which one oh, they use. Oh, okay. All right. Also, don't get next to somebody. In the boys' bathroom, don't make eye contact. Ever. If you see someone you know, nod. Don't initiate conversation. Oh, don't shake their hand. you guys keep hand. it silent in there? Yeah, there's no talking. Oh, we're like, oh, God, can uh, you believe so-and-so? We, we're, it's a gossip central. And also with the end, the no eye contact, don't talk. Just okay. nothing. Yes. Silence. S- silence in the bathroom. So mm-hmm. you're just supposed to walk in, completely ignore everyone's existence, get your business done, and leave? Yes, how it should be done. I kind of agree Fair. with him, That's, yeah. but it's not what it's like in the girls' room. You just become used to the, the rules in the girls' room. And the last one, you need to make sure to 
If there is a urinal cake, you need to make sure to activate it so you can make sure it's the lemony zest flavor before you eat it. Um, I prefer the lavender one, but those are more expensive, so the companies usually don't have them. What the... Jordan Silver on the bus. It's like hashtag throwback Thursday, except way, way, way more embarrassing. This is Mortified. All right, both of you are very, very happy in your relationships. Everybody's so happy in their relationships. And uh, I am still single in my 30s. Uh, Late. Late 30s. Almost 40, really. All right. Yeah. Soon to be early 40s. I mean, I still have a chance. To find the love of my life, don't I? Well, once you reach 35, your potential partners are reduced by 83%. Oh, no. If I could do math, that still sounds like a low number. 17%. (laughs) I have 17% chance of meeting my soulmate after 35? No, that's just the uh, percent of population that are willing to be with you. Oh. And it was already pretty low. All right, well, here's the thing. For Mortified, last week... I decided, wow, let's dig into my past and see if we can figure out where everything went wrong. Because obviously I did something wrong here. Obviously, you know, you don't get this end result if you didn't do something right. So last week I brought in a book from my first love and we filled it out together back in the day in the summer of 2002. And uh, shut up, Stacey Moody. <laughs> and um, I wanted you guys to count the red flags. And even I saw them now looking back in retrospect. There were a lot of red flags when mm-hmm. it came to. That girl, like when the question was, what is happiness? And she responded with an illusion. Yeah. Um, we didn't remember or at least agree on when we met. <laughs> and I had written down, I'm also to blame here too. Uh, I had written down that the hottest person on earth at that time was the girl from Blue Crush. Not the girl you were doing this book with. No. Right. Who looked kind of the exact opposite of the girl. From oh, Blue Crush. God, even worse. So you look back at things like that later after you've healed from it and you kind of learn your lesson. The lesson that I learned from that relationship is you absolutely cannot save someone. Mm. You cannot get them through their problems. They have to get through them themselves when they're ready to do it. Mm-hmm. You can be there for them as a friend, but it really messes you up and them up and the relationship up if you stick with them in a relationship together like that. So sure, I learned that. Okay. Okay. Good. So good. I took that knowledge with me and I moved to Seattle in 04. And within like, I think a month I met this girl and we dated for seven years. Ooh, that's a while. Yeah. An eternity. A very long time. And, uh, you know, I, I think we both thought that we were supposed to be the ones, mm-hmm. but the problem was when we dated, we're two years apart, and these are really important years. These are two really important years because she would be, she was 20, I was 22. So uh, she wasn't ready to go to the bar scene yet, but I had like already been in it for a couple mm-hmm. of years. Then when she turns 21, I turned 23. 23-ish, you're kind of like, what am I doing with my life? I need to figure this out. I want to stop going to the bars. So I stopped going with my 21-year-old girlfriend to the bars. And then fast forward a couple more years, she's 23 getting ready to figure out her career. And I'm like, all right, I've kind of been working on this for two years. It's time to party. So that uh, created problems with this girl that I dated for seven years. And um, we broke up a lot and got back together. You know, that's the kind of thing that you do. And I think you get, it gets to a certain point where you ruin something and you just can't do it again. Yep. And time can heal a lot because we're good friends now. But as far as relationship, it's kind of ruined. But the last time that we were getting back together, I made a CD of what I thought was our seven years of relationship in music. And a lot of buzz songs on there as well. A mix CD for her? A mix CD for her. Basically, that detailed the last seven years of our relationship. Ooh. And uh, I've got a little clip from each of those songs. Oh, boy. Oh. What do you mean, Oh. Hey, I was clipping this out yesterday and almost crying. Okay, so I don't know where this is going to go. It's like hashtag throwback Thursday, except way, way, way more embarrassing. This is Mortified. All right, so Mortified today, trying to figure out, this is week two, trying to figure out where it all went wrong and why I'm single in my 30s. Late 30s. (laughs) 40s, almost. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so... I dated a girl for seven years. We were in our 
uh, 20s when we dated for basically that period of our 20s. Um, we broke up a lot, got back together. And so the very last time I made a mix CD that was detailing our seven years together musically. And I've got a clip from each of these for you to hear. This is uh, so it goes. So the CD starts out with, in my opinion, one of the most romantic songs oh God. ever. Hands Down by Dashboard Confessional. All right. Emo Kid. Works. We got together in 04. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the height of emo. Um, so that's a good song. It's, it's, it's Acceptable. Yeah, nothing like killing yourself to keep you happy. Well, then, what follows it... Oh, God. ...is Screaming Infidelities. Okay, so a bit of a mixed bag of emotions so far. Yes, but we were in our early 20s. Sure, makes sense. You know, you can't just pretend that everything when you're in a relationship is a good time, especially if it's in a long-term one. There's bad stuff. Yeah, exactly. And we did live together, and she left her socks everywhere. Oh. So I could have done. Come on. Right? Pick up your socks. So one of our songs was this really, really sweet one that still kind of brings me to tears. Oh. From Keen, somewhere only we know. We actually heard that song after I got in almost a fist fight with a crackhead who wanted to sell us a CD player down at Pike Place Market. The black market CD players in the alley? Well, she was like, I have a gun, too. And I was like, uh, what? And so I was protecting um, my girlfriend at the time. And so when we came home, that song was on. I was like, oh, that could be one of our songs, Somewhere Only We Know, where I almost got in my first fist fight with a crackhead. Oh, Hold- Hold on. A story for another time. Okay. It's okay. Okay. I have so many questions for what you just said. Okay, but continue. So I kept journals back in the day. Okay. And it's interesting because every single day, the journal entry would completely be either very good or very bad. And so it kind of makes sense why after two dashboard songs and Keen Somewhere Only We Know, this is on my CD mix to try to get my girlfriend back. Levine. Yeah. You don't feel this part right here where she has, says so much for my happy ending. Avril Levine is an icon. I don't care. No, I, I am right there with you. If Avril Levine was not on this CD, I would have been a little offended. Right. Uh, that's a perfect song, I think. It is because, you know, you start breaking up with somebody and then... Like, uh, is this going to be good? You know, you can break up maybe one or two times in the beginning of the relationship and then be like, oh, I need you. But then there gets to be a certain point where it gets stale. Right. Yeah, after the 17th breakup, just is, is it worth it the 18th time? Uh, Well, <laughs> uh, we did get back together after we broke up that time. And this is, again, we were in Seattle. So every couple in Seattle always has a death cab song. Uh. That's their song. Chris, this is the one that Justin and I were telling you about. The tr- I listened to that this morning. I need you so much closer. You know, this was the point in the relationship. Could be creepy. Where you go from telling someone everything to them being the one person that you don't tell anything to. You know what I mean? Are you actually crying right now? Oh, oh, that's rough. This is truth, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's it's the truth, though. Do you know you go from telling this person in a long term relationship, you go from telling them everything to being the only person that you're hiding things from. Oh yeah. Um, but then again, I guess we had a couple fights after that because the next song on this list is this whole one.
relationship in a long-term relationship where, like, you just become empty. Yeah. <laughs> just take everything. I don't even care. I don't want to live anymore. Whatever. We're still doing this, though. I don't know why. It's empty. Hmm. You just look at each other and you you just regret and hate every decision you've made up to that moment because yes. you're just sitting there. But and... you will not break up with no. them. You're still together. Chris, you married your like high school sweetheart, yeah, basically. Yeah, this is completely foreign to me. Well, this is what it's like to be in a relationship. And actually, this is what... This song is a perfect representation of what it's like to be in a relationship with me because this was on my mix CD to try to get back with my long-term girlfriend. That was her ringtone. The theme song to Hannah Montana, The Best of Both Worlds. Um, what? I'm confused. Why did you pick that? Because A, it's plastic and vapid and poppy like me. B, it was her ringtone. Her ringtone was The Best of Both Worlds. Now when I hear that song, I'm like, is she calling? Nope. Um, is, it because, is there a deeper meaning other than it's Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus? And me. Okay, great. <sighs> Got it. So then I think we're starting to get you, you get towards the end of a long term relationship and you're like, oh, man, maybe this person is the one. And like I screwed it up, you know, everybody kind of gets there. So uh, this song is on my mix CD to try to get my girlfriend back. This is the first day of my life. Hi, isn't this the saddest song ever? Bright eyes. First day of my life. I didn't die before I met you. Sometimes. Well, but now I don't care. I could go anywhere with you. And I'll probably be happy. Aww. There's something about music, especially when you're going through something with someone, and you hear a line, and it just can bring you back. It's rid of all the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. This is the first day of my life. I'm glad I didn't die before I met you. That's, I know. It's a deep way to put your love for someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've got a song on here called, well, here's what the original song is. I'm pretty sure you can guess what it is. Stay again. Stay together for the kids. Well, it is, except for we wrote "Stay Together for the Cats." Ah, of course. Oh, oh God, oh God. Sometimes you gotta stay together for the kids, but we didn't have kids. We had two cats. That makes complete sense. Blanche and Tupac. So I was like, the only reason that we're gonna be together is we're gonna stay together for the cats. Jordan Silver and Friends News on ninety-six-five The Buzz. I'll collect myself and Christopher, you tell us what's going on in the news, please. I need to give you a warning. Great. There's an asteroid that is two and a half miles wide. It is traveling at 20,000 miles per hour and it will fly by Earth next month about three million miles away. Did you just waste our time? No, because you you should be able to visually see it. It's three million miles away? And you can see it. When you're talking about space, that's not actually very far. Okay, I guess. Because if we're, we're 93 million miles from the sun, so if you can kind of imagine how close that would be. This is a lot of math. Yeah, the, the asteroid is named a bunch of letters. Okay. That I won't tell you because it doesn't matter. So the Earth is not going to get hit by an asteroid next month. It shouldn't, unless their calculations are wrong. Just NASA. Yeah. I'm glad it was not us. <laughs> what else? Developer has got the green light for uh, new apartments on the west side, which is like 31st and Summit area. Mm -hmm. These new apartments are going to be made out of shipping containers. Oh, nice. Yeah, this should be affordable housing. Hopefully they'll have 48 units and they'll start at $750. Okay, good. I like those prices, especially if you're living in a shipping container. Shouldn't be much more than that. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Walmart is testing in-home grocery delivery. Oh, yeah. They've been doing this for a minute. The, uh, Kansas City's a test market to okay. make sure it's all fluid, but it's going to cost 20 bucks a month, and there's a $50 lock you have to get installed by Walmart. But the in-home deliver- deliverers have been handpicked from Walmart, and they're the top-tiered employees. And if that isn't enough of a stranger just walking into your home, putting your groceries away, 
They're going to have a live stream the entire incident and that you can watch. So you can put yourself at ease. The fact that it's called an incident already is a problem. <laughs> you're like, what is, what's going on? You're just going to let people into your house and uh, have them put the groceries away in your refrigerator yeah. or your pantry when you're done. Hmm. Are there dates of when this starts here in Kansas City? It's already started. Oh. So you can try that. Would you do it? Hell no. I do hate going to the grocery store. But no. Anyway, what else? Uh, Fits in the tantrums. It's tonight at the Uptown. There are very few tickets left, so if you want them, please scramble to go get them. Tonight at the Uptown Theater, Fits in the tantrums. Jordan Silver and Friends on the bus. Well, the text line is calling me sad and pathetic. (laughs) But they love you, Stacey Moody. You and your humor. Well, I mean, I get it. Um, (laughs) Anyway, there are two parts when it comes to (laughs) making something funny. You have to set the scene and then there's the person that gets to do all the jokes. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. If I'm sitting here being open and vulnerable and playing these songs that describe a long-term relationship, I can't also... Whatever. Wow. Well, I am I am hilarious, but sometimes I'm serious, you know? Sometimes I, I can get down and real, you know? Okay. And uh, while you guys were doing news, I started to feel really bad, uh, you know, for you. Jordan, and uh, your lack of love. And I decided to make you a profile on Our Time. Hold on, what's Our Time? (laughs) Our Time is a dating app for those over 50. (laughs) Um, But hey, there is a silver lining, if you will. Oh, God, shut up. Um, Stupid puns. There's some good news. I found... Three, maybe four women that, that I think you might like. They're all blondes, so you're welcome. Um, natural blondes, or at this point, they're dying you know, it? I can't if answer that. I can only go by the photos that they have posted. Right. Okay. Um, this is OurTime.com. Yes, OurTime.com. What did those... you say about me and my profile? Uh, all right. Um, so, <laughs> so the first girl... Her name is Deb, and she's... I cannot date a Deb. You can give her a nickname. She's 51. Deb is a nickname. Deb. It's for a very... Somebody that always, like, is a fun sponge. Deb. Debbie Downer. Okay, keep going. Yep. I'm, I'm not going to lie. She kind of looks like she might be a fun sponge. But... <laughs> can we move on from but, Deb? But look, then one thing that, that might surprise you about Deb, she says, is she owns a boat and a truck. Ooh. That's... This is where we're at now? This is where I'm at This now? is where you're at. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, there is also Pammy. Pammy. Uh, sh- she is 56. And in a nutshell, I love to laugh, but hey, who doesn't? I like a person who's witty, funny, but most of all, genuine. I'm family-oriented, so a partner who likes kids is a must. Ew. Nope. Okay. Pass, pass on, that. on that. I hate kids. Um, but one good thing, she does prefer text over email. So you can't be emailing each other back and forth. <laughs> OurTime.com, Stace. Thank you for taking it upon yourself to create a profile for me on OurTime.com and talk about it right now in front of all of Kansas City and whoever listens to the podcast, wherever the hell they live. Well, the good thing is you should have a lot of, in common with these people because your interests align because you're an old soul. Anybody like making puzzles? Uh, yes, but... She's 75 years old. And she's, she is blonde. Is she rich? Maybe I'm at that point. I don't know. She said she does like the ocean. And ooh, ooh, she's, she loves listening to waves and watching sunsets. It's a slice of heaven. Sounds like, sounds like your perfect match. Stream Jordan Silver and Friends 6 to 9 on the radio.com app. It's Jordan Silver and Friends on 96.5 The Buzz, and I have friends in here so we can talk about a pretty serious topic, which is domestic violence. Mm-hmm. I have friends in from an organization called Friends of Yates. That is Carlin and Erica. Yes. Good, Could morning. You tell us, good morning. Could you tell us a little bit about what Friends of Yates is? 
Uh, Friends of Yates is a social services agency that focuses on domestic violence uh, services. So that's we provide overall various services and programs for survivors of domestic violence. Awesome. And that's in Kansas? It's in Kansas City, Kansas. Kansas City, Kansas. Mm-hmm. And we also have Kimberly here from Safe Home. Hi. Yes. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good. Very good. Could you tell us a little bit about what Safe Home is? Yes. Yeah, Safe Home is the domestic violence agency located in Johnson County, Kansas. We also serve Miami County, Kansas, providing a wide variety of services to anyone experiencing domestic violence. Awesome. Awesome. Which is, thank you for what you do. Um, this is a serious topic that uh, my friend was actually seeing the therapist in Los Angeles mm-hmm. that was murdered by mm-hmm. uh, her ex-boyfriend. So it kind of hit home. Uh, she sent me a text the day after it happened. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was awful yeah. Yeah, yeah totally devastating and then the more you read about what's happening yes. you know and then we were talking on the show about how all of a sudden they took this story about this amazing woman who stood who was standing up for you know domestic yes. violence and everything and then mm-hmm. turned it into something about the price is right you know yeah change right. the narrative mm-hmm. of the story so um i wanted to have you here so we can talk about the real truth above what's going on and um when I post about this anywhere on social media, I get these very painful messages from people that have been victims in these mm-hmm. situations. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so many, in fact, that it was overwhelming and I, we needed to have a conversation about this. Absolutely. But, but um, as far as stalking, you know, like people mm-hmm. kind of make jokes about it. I've even made jokes about it. I didn't, you know, looking at it when it, when it happens to you, it becomes very different to a, to kind of comprehend but like what are what's the difference between when when does stalking get um actually really scary you know well stalking um is a uh, series of events or actions that someone um, takes against another person to make them fearful um they're exerting this power and control over them And it only takes two instances or two incidents for it to be considered stalking. And a lot of times people disregard the behavior. And nine times out of ten, if you are fearful and afraid, more than likely you have every reason to be. Right. What are some things to look out for, uh, you know, of those instances? If uh, usually I would say about um, uh, 86% of of intimate partner uh, violence in relationships, they do experience some stalking in that 54% of it is from an Mm ex-boyfriend. And I'll use boyfriend opposed to girlfriend because 80% of the victims are female and 80% of the perpetrators are males. So they need to look for things like following, um, just anything that makes them afraid if they uh, track them using GPS or spyware, um, showing up places that they didn't invite them to, um, showing up at their home, their work. Um, maybe threatening them, threatening their family, or even their pets, or to do harm to them. Why do you think people, when this happens to them, they kind of laugh it off a little bit? And like, okay, this person's obsessed with me, but it'll go away. Why do you think that that's kind of become a, a narrative for this person, for some people? I think minimization is pretty common. It's You're, you're mm-hmm. scared, um, but you also don't want to think about worst-case scenario. That could this be someone who could potentially hurt me? Um, you know, I'll just I'll just unfollow them. I'll block them from my phone. Um, I'll change the way that I do my habits, and it becomes almost ordinary in your day to day life, and becomes something that you're just used to, um, and you minimize um, what is actually happening. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we casually we casually use the word stalking, and I also think that sometimes media. Uh, romanticizes the stalking, um, the behavior as if it's uh, they really care about you. Mm-hmm. They make it glam, they glamorize it a little more. Um, when actuality, that person more than likely will follow through on their actions and and do some harm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought of ten different TV shows that just popped up in my head. Mm-hmm. It's like you on Netflix. Yes. I'm sure yes. you have yes. opinions mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as our current laws to help the victims of this, say someone is starting to you gets that gut feeling. You know, that, my therapist is always like, you got a gut go feeling, good. go with it. Okay. If this feels weird. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, take a step to protect yourself. Uh, What would someone in our area do right now uh, if they are feeling like that gut flag is going off? One of the things they can do is file for protection from stalking order. 
Um, and we have two different orders in the state of Kansas. We have protection from abuse orders and we have protection from stalking orders. Um, the stalking orders are specific to stalking behavior, um, two or more incidences that have occurred um, where you have to detail out what has occurred. It is a lengthy process of um, filling out paperwork. You have to go see a judge. Um, and there has to be a court hearing um, where you have to almost confront the person who's stalking you in court. Do you have to um, file police reports for originally, like to use those two? Examples? It would be wise um, yeah. to keep that paper trail um, because sometimes stalking can be hard to prove. So I think the more documentation you have by just filing the police reports, the better the outcome. Mm-hmm. Also keeping logs of the incidents that happen, um, whether it's text messaging, um, maybe taking pictures if safe of the actual stalker or the perpetrator in the act, if you're able to get it, um, is really important. Because when you go to that PSA, the Protection from Stalking Order um, court hearing, that information is going to be very important. Right, right. And a lot of the responses that I was receiving um, that really dislike were painful to read were victims having to go to court mm-hmm. and face this their accuser face their yeah. accuser mm-hmm. um, and and many saying that they backed out just because they don't want to be in the same room as that what kind of psychological damage to a victim could they have just from this stalking process from being stalked well, when you look at it in the context of a domestic violence relationship, there's also many other forms of abuse mm-hmm. that are going on. So emotional, psychological, physical abuse could be occurring. And victims are made to feel like what's happening to them is their fault and that people won't believe them and people will think they're crazy. And so when you show up in court and there's your abuser with an attorney, mm-hmm. it is very scary um, to confront them and to feel like no one's going to believe my story. I don't have anybody helping me. And at Safe Home, we're very lucky we have an attorney um, who helps our clients with protection orders and stocking orders for free. That's and amazing. So she can go to court with them and she can stand up with that victim and say, no, we need this order. But it is very scary. Yeah. And then for people to just kind of that have never been in that situation before, just to pass judgment, like, right. why can't you just go in there and see them? It, it brings back all these yeah and you feel like some of the um offenses against you are so minimal that it isn't actually something that you should be afraid of like if you uh they send you flowers to your job or to an event that you didn't even tell them you were going to be at it creates a sense of of fear and anxiety and fear for your life because how did they know i was going to be here Mm -hmm. so that means they were following me you know what extent are they going through so those little things or little actions that some way someone might think are small they are actually very intimidating to that person and like um, Erica said, you have to document it. If there's a witness, say, hey, how did these get here? Or did you mm-hmm. see who brought these here? Someone that can help solidify your defense when it comes time to prove that they are indeed stalking you. And so when I was reading about this, I, I believe the laws that I read that there's no way to not go to court and have to face this this person uh, if you are a victim. Um, and one of the uh, justice for Amy things that they're trying to change with the petition on change.org is make that so that they don't have to be in the same Mm -hmm. um, room with them. How do you feel about all of that? Well, there may, if at all possible, if they can change the law, that would be great. But in the meantime, like Kimberly said, they have a a lawyer on staff. We have court advocates. There's Mm -hmm. always someone who can go with you to help you navigate through that process or to just give you some reassurance Um, That is one of the hard facts that we have to face with the laws that are in place right now is that you may have to face that person. Mm -hmm. So we try to provide a support uh, as much as possible to that person. Uh, There are other avenues in the event that they don't feel that the stalking order is appropriate. But what we want to do at Friends of Yates and other organizations, domestic violence organizations, is make sure that we create a safety plan for that individual that best Mm -hmm. best suits them because everyone's situation is different. Mm-hmm. How safe do people feel when they get this piece of paper from the court? Does it really change? Does it really stop people from doing this? The sad reality is it is just a piece of paper. Yeah. Um, but what it does do, it puts it on the books. It puts There's record that this is happening. And so after, um, depending on the situation, 
once that protection from stalking order is violated, then there's other courses of action that can lead up to even felony um, mm-hmm. charges for that. So even though it's just a pa- piece of paper, it does protect you in some way that if they continue to do it, that they can be arrested and charged. Right. And then the sad part of all of that is that these only last for so long. Is that correct? You can request an extension. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is possible. Um, and I have seen some where someone's been able to get an order for a very long period of time. But it does require you to go back to keep mm-hmm. track um, and to get this person served with these papers. Yes, that was the part of the Amy Harwick story. Mm-hmm. The, the um, It had the, just expired, her protective, protective order. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Wow. So mm-hmm. as far as laws and things to help the victims, where are there some spots that definitely could use improving that we can do here and help out with here in the area? Well, a lot of domestic violence laws and cases are misdemeanor level cases. We do have, there are felonies, um, but a lot of them are misdemeanors. And in fact, the initial stalking uh, for the first time is a misdemeanor, Mm -hmm. um, which does not have a large punishment along with it. If they do file or violate that protection order, it does become a felony but there is no um, – uh, the laws are not as strong as I think we would like for them to be to help victims in those cases to feel like this person is going away for some period of time or is receiving some form of help um, to stop this behavior. I can't imagine what it feels like to have, you know, them not go somewhere that they are being watched 24-7. Then you feel like you're yes. possibly being watched 24-7. Um, how does, I'd love to give you just a couple minutes for each organization, how does your organization help um, and how would someone who's listening to this right now that may think that they may need to use your resources, they may be in a domestic violence mm-hmm. situation, um, can we start with uh, Friends of Yates? Um, how does your resource help and how can you get someone get a hold of you? They can get a hold to Friends of Yates by calling our 24-hour hotline. It's 913-321-0951. Um, we do have resources in regards to counseling, therapy, assistance with filing the protective stalking order. Is that free? Yes, it is. The all therapy services, is free. All services are provided wow. free. Awesome. Um, we also um, assist with uh, providing a safety plan for them, trying to figure out a way that's going to help benefit them the most in their situation. Um, that would probably be uh, the most important thing is that we help them identify how they can create a safe environment for themselves. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Also, um, shelter is not always the best option, but we do have an emergency shelter program. We have transitional housing program. We have relocation assistance um, where we provide um, like rent, deposit, um, all of that type of assistance to help people relocate to a safer. So if, you know, maybe they need to leave town and um, that's safest for them, we do assist with those things as well. Awesome. And do you have a button on your website to donate to help with that as well? Absolutely. Because it's all, mm-hmm. it's all free for yes, the victim. Yes, everything yes. is free. All services are free, um, voluntary and survivor-centered and focused. So. Awesome. Uh, we podcast the whole episode, so I'm going to put all of those links and all this information in the podcast mm-hmm. notes as well Perfect. so that we have yes. them. And uh, Kimberly from Safe Home, uh, how does your organization help out? Same question. Sure. So we have our 24-hour hotline. So if someone is questioning, is this stalking, is this domestic violence, they can call in 24 hours a day and speak with someone. Uh, We also have an emergency shelter where someone can come in and stay with us for any length of time, one night, two nights, three months, um, what they need. Uh, We have counseling services, support groups, um, very similar programs to Friends of Yates um, that we have in Johnson County and serving Miami County as well. We have advocates at the Johnson County Courthouse to assist someone who's there either for a criminal court process or for the protection order process to be there with them so they're not alone. That's incredible. Yeah. And everything that we do is free as well. And in fact, 91 cents of every dollar that is given to Safe Home goes to client services. That's incredible. That's incredible. So um, just because we're running out of time, unfortunately, um, the as far as when this happens, we talked about this kind of in the beginning. It's so personal. It's kind of embarrassing when mm-hmm. it's happening to you. How important is it to talk about, you know, the fact that you may be going through domestic violence? Because you... you both organizations, Friends of Yates and Safe Home, have therapists on mm-hmm. staff. How important is it to talk about what's going on? 
It's very important to talk about it because I feel like it's it's the only way that you're going to be able to move forward and pull yourself out of that situation, if if at all possible. It takes a community. It's a, a, a collective effort in regards to treating or dealing with uh, stalking. So it's important that you seek help. You talk to your family. You tell your friends. You contact the police. You seek um, advice from uh people that like the shelter, uh, safe home, mm-hmm. friends of Yates. Um, like I said, it's collective effort. So it's that's the best way that you can deal with it and potentially pull yourself out of that situation. And so many people feel like they're alone. I'm the only one who's experiencing this. And that's the and abuser's way of keeping them in the situation. Yes. And so getting in touch with an agency, you can f- quickly find out I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. That so many other people are experiencing the same thing that I am. And this is not my fault. And I didn't do anything wrong. And now I have someone to talk to. That's and I right. can share my story and I can share what's happening to me. And I'll be believed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, there's a one. way to heal from this. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There absolutely is. Yes. I, I can't imagine what it feels like to be in one of those situations where you feel like there's no help. There's no way. This is it for me. Um, they've mentally manipulated you to the point mm-hmm. where you don't, you know, you're isolating yourself and stuff. Right. But there is a way out of feeling like that. You should feel great. You should be able to feel great. Yeah. And live. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and be safe. Free. Yes. yes. Oh, wow. So thank you very much for uh, for coming into the show. Carlin and Erica from Friends of Yates and Kimberly from Safe Home. I'm going to put all the information right. that you guys have in the uh, podcast links mm-hmm. as well. So thank you for having us. Thank, thank, thank you for having, for having us. In. Thanks for downloading the podcast and hanging out with us today. If you want to see what's going on when the show's not on air, follow Jordan Silver on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Jordan Silver. That's J-O-R-D-I-N Silver. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.